Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you that we are open. Come on, Wednesday. And we are ready. Have your way tonight, God. Speak to us. We focus on you. We declare that we are open and we are ready. Give us direction. Give us correction. Give us clarity. Give us confidence. Give us everything we need tonight. God, answer every prayer tonight. Don't let us leave this building or leave online confused in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Have your way in us tonight, in Jesus' name. Lift your hands in the building and online. Worship God for five seconds like you're open and you're ready. Go five. Go four. Three. Two. I said lift your hands and worship God. Two. One. Come on, somebody say yes, Lord. Let's go to work. So this series this month is called How to Spring Forward. We're down to the last two messages in this series of How to Spring Forward. And why are we doing this? Because God is not stagnant, nor is God stuck, neither should we be. Sometimes Christians are stuck on a time warp as if God is that way. And he is not. God is not stagnant and God is not stuck and neither should we be. Watch me. Everything that God does and everything that God allows in our life is for movement. There are some things that God will do in your life and he's trying to get you to get movement. And there are certain things that God allows in your life. Bishop, why did God allow somebody to betray me? Because that's what it took to get you to move. Mm. Bishop, why did God allow this person to treat me poorly? Because God knew that's what it was going to take to get movement in your life. I'm so glad that we serve a God that knows exactly what it takes to get results out of us. Can you be honest in this building and online that sometimes you won't have movement in your life until you're pushed, until you're forced? I'm so glad that God loves you enough to know exactly what he needs to allow in order to get you to move. And here's the good part about it. If he allows it, it is for your good and his glory, which means that something amazing is going to come out of that. Would you touch somebody and say, God allowed it, God allowed it, God allowed it. 
God allowed Judas to betray Jesus. Why? Because if there's no betrayal, Jesus never gets to the cross. If he never gets to the cross, he never saves you and I. If he never saves you and I, then you and I have a future that is death and damnation. I'm so glad, watch me, that not only do I thank Jesus, y'all ready for this? But I know how to thank my Judas. Why? Because without my Judas, it doesn't get me to my... Oh my God, would you give God praise for everything that he's allowed to happen in your life? The good, the bad, and the ugly. He allowed it and it was for your good and it was for his glory. Please lay your hands on yourself say, don't be mad. At don't be mad. Come on, say, don't be mad at anybody. Say everything he allowed. Say it, y'all. Say everything he allowed was for your good and his glory. Which means some of y'all, you can forgive who hurt you. Why? Because if God allowed it, it was for your good and his glory. You can forgive your daddy, forgive your mama, forgive your cousin, forgive your ex, forgive the person that betrayed you. Because if God allowed it, it was for your good and his glory. Everything he does, everything he allows in your life is for movement. What is movement? Number one, it is change or development. Change can happen instantly. Development implies that it takes time. It happens in stages. For many of you, I heard this word loud and clear. He says, son, my plan is unfolding. <laughs> okay. Now, now, look, if you, see, if you see my towel, my towel is folded up. You see how it's folded up? What, what you, what, what's me? So, so you see this. This is all you see. You see my seal. This is the Sigillium Episcopos. It is the seal of the bishop. All right? So you see my seal. Um, but this towel is folded. So if you look at this, you'll think it's only one square. You're going to have to begin to unfold it to see that there's way more. To, and I'm going to tell some of y'all, God says, my plan is unfolding in your life. You thought this is all that it was, but I'm doing things that are allowing for sudden, fast forward movement in your life, and there's way more to you than meets the eye. Would you touch somebody close to you, please, and say God's plan is unfolding, his plan. This is not it for you. You're bigger than your city. You're bigger than your zip code. You're bigger than what you've been doing. Please find somebody with faith and tell them God's plan is unfolding. I oh, there's more to me than meets the eye. Oh, there's a whole nother side of you. There's a whole nother gift he's about to bring out. There's a whole nother skill he's about to bring out. There's a whole nother talent he's about to bring out. You thought you were in your sunset. Now, boo, you in your revival. This is going to be a brand new version of change or development. And sometimes for God to develop things, that means his plan has to unfold, which means he's not, he's not going to show you all of it at once. He's going to show you one part, then unfold it, show you another part and then based on how you handle this determines whether or not he'll do this and I don't know who needs to hear this God says you ain't handled it perfectly but you have handled it faithfully oh my God is there anybody in this building or online that can say I know I haven't done everything 100% right but what I have been is consistent what I have been is faithful. Come on, y'all, let's say it. And I may not be where I want to be, 
but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Say, his plan is unfolding. Say it again, Wednesday. Say, his plan is unfolding. Number two, movement means to change your location or your position. For some of you, the location changes physically. When people get in the right places, places produce for them. Jaira is not a name of God, it's a place in God. Abraham, when he's walking up the mountain, being told to sacrifice his son Isaac, the son that he prayed for, the Bible makes it clear that as he's doing this, the Bible makes it clear um, that the Lord, on this, at the same time he's walking up the mountain, the Lord sends a ram on the other side that was going to actually be the sacrifice. As Abraham is getting ready to sacrifice Isaac, think about the, what's happening internally for Isaac or for Abraham and Isaac. Abraham is thinking, I am going to have to get rid of what I prayed for. What I wanted, I finally got. Now you want me to give it up. What I have been waiting on, I finally got, and now you want me to give it up. Could it be that sometimes God will tease you just to see how you handle the tease? At the same time, Isaac is walking up with his father, knowing they're about to sacrifice, and he's got to be wondering, Daddy, where is the lamb? I do not see a lamb. It is just me and you walking up this mountain, and you told the servant to stay down here at the base of the mountain. Where is the sacrifice? Which means both of them have uncertainty. Pay attention. It's not faith until you're not sure. I don't like your silence. You think Fear is the opposite of faith. It's not. Certainty is the opposite of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which means what is proof of my faith is that I'm going on a maybe. And I don't know exactly how this is going to work out, but my faith isn't in the outcome. My faith is in the God of the outcome that he makes all things work. Come on, Wednesday. Together. So as Abraham is going up, at the same time, God sends a ram on the other side of the mountain. Question, what provision has been prepared that you can't see yet? <laughs> what provision has been prepared that you can't see yet? And Abraham, every time you take a step, the ram takes a step. But Abraham, if you back up, then the ram backs up. I'm going to tell somebody, your provision's not going to show up until you get there. And there's a place in God called there. And when you get to the place in God called there, then everything you need is there. And for some of you in this second quarter, you're about to get to your there. And that's where your wealth is going to be there. That's where your spouse is going to be there. That's where your family's going to be there. That's where your breakthrough's going to be there. Please touch somebody say, Jaira. So, 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 so he literally, as he takes a step, the ram takes a step. And then it gets to a place where the ram gets stuck in a bush. His horns, his, his horns yeah, get stuck in a bush. And uh, Abraham's getting ready to sacrifice Isaac. He's laid it out. And you got to imagine he's a father who has prayed to get this son called Isaac. So I would imagine there's tears running down his face. I would imagine he's thinking, God, I can't believe what you got me doing. Can I tell you, you don't really know God until what God has you doing makes you cry. Okay. I want to talk to some of y'all because you think a relationship with God is going to be tiptoeing through the pool, tulips all the time. No, a relationship with God is going to be sometimes you're going to be mad, hot as a firecracker with tears running down your face saying, what is going on? What is there anybody real in this building or online where sometimes in your walk with God, you got to cry sometimes, you got to holler sometimes, you get angry sometimes, you get mad sometimes saying, what are you doing to me? He has to be in this moment because he's literally is getting ready to sacrifice and take the life of his child. 
You're talking about, I don't, I don't know if I should sow this seed. You tripping over $500. Imagine if he says, let me get your son up off of you. He pulls back the knife. Watch this. And as he pulls back the knife, an angel says, stop! Which means sometimes I can be doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. And then God will call an audible. Why am I faithful to church? Because I need to make sure if he calls an audible that I hear the word that gives me the audible. Because maybe the instruction was to do that until then. But once I get to a place called there, the instruction changes. Oh. Because he said, sacrifice Isaac. But then the angel said, wait, 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 wait. There's a ram in the bush over there that God has prepared for you. You will not have to sacrifice your son. God just wanted to make sure that you didn't love him more than you loved him. And now that you've proven this, this is a place called Jaira. And for some of y'all in this second quarter, you're about to see provision like you've never seen. You're about because you're about to be in a place called there. Can I get you to find some people of faith in the building? Online, tag somebody in the building. Find two people of faith and just touch them. Say, Jaira, Jaira, Jaira. A place called there. A place called there. I'll be in the right place at the right time. A place called there. I'll be in the right place at the right time. A place called there. I'll be in the right place at the right time. A place called but for some of you the location is in your mind it's not physical it's in your mind see because you can change physical locations but never change mental locations the children of Israel left Egypt but Egypt was still in them so what good is it to get delivered if what you get delivered from never got delivered out of you so for some of you the location that God has to change you is he has to change your mental location you are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Your soul is your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And so for some of you, God has to literally change your mental location. Because every place you get to, you turn it into you. So now you accuse everybody. Everybody's against me. No, boo, you do that everywhere you go. Your mental location has to change. You always got issues with people. No, your mental location needs to change. It's a change in your location or your position. You're, ask me, say, I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. Now, Sunday I taught you springing out of stagnation. Why? Because stagnation leads to being stuck. If you spring out of stagnation, you never get stuck. And I showed you how in 2 Kings 6 and 7, everybody, watch the wording, was stuck in stagnation. See, if I never get stagnant, I never get stuck. But if I get stagnant, I can get stuck in stagnant, which means I always get stuck. Because stagnation is the precursor to stuck. You don't just get stuck. You got stagnant first. Planes don't just fall out of the sky. Watch me. They have to uh, begin to uh, lose their lift, which means they get stagnant before they get stuck and then they fall. And for some of you, you got to hear me. You will never be stagnant another day of your life. Because every day you will be making progress. Every day you will be making activity headed in the For those of you that say, listen, every day all I know is I'm going to get up and I'm taking a step toward. It may be a small step, but it's a step toward. It may be a baby step, but it's a step toward. Every day I'm making movement. I'm seeing progress. Open your mouth say, I won't be stagnant. So in 2 Kings 6 and 25, the Bible says, as a result of the siege. So how did they get stuck in stagnation? They were attacked. 
pay attention. And for some of you, you want to know what gets you stagnant is that you have now, watch me, you are stuck where you were sieged. Okay, let me help you. The attack has you stuck in stagnation as a result of the seas, which means after that thing happened to you, you haven't moved on from it. After they betrayed you, you haven't moved on from it. After you lost your job, you haven't moved on from it. After you lost the relationship, you hadn't moved on from it. After you lost the, the, the car, you have not moved on from it. So the Bible says, as a result of the siege, the food shortage in the city was so severe that a donkey's head cost 80 pieces of silver and half a pound of dove's dung cost five pieces of silver. That's way too much money to be paying for some... Mess. And what's crazy is how much you pay for mess. I'll say it again. What's crazy is how much you pay for mess. There's a whole revelation there because there's, it's really talking about inflation, but really there's a deeper principle that people were literally spending their money on something that had no value to them. I pray that you don't spend your energy, your money, your resources on things that add no value to you. Oh, my God. You ready? So look at this. As a result of this, you can see the effects in chapter, in verse, chapter 6, verse 33. It says, the king of Israel said, it is the Lord who has brought this trouble on us. In other words, the king is stuck in stagnation. How do you know you're stuck in stagnation? Because you're blaming. And when you play the blame game, we know you're stagnant. When you play the blame game, we know you are stagnant because you're blaming God. You're the king. You have power to change this. But because you're stagnant, you don't recognize the power you have. You're about to help somebody in your section. You're about to help somebody online. Stagnation will make you think you're a victim when you're a victor. Stagnation will make you think that you are powerless when you've got all power. Stagnation will make you think you can't do anything when you can. Stagnation will say, I don't have any good options except all of the good ones that are in front of you. But stagnation has got you blaming. I need you to touch somebody close to you so you will not blame anyone else. Say so you are well able. Come on, YouTube, type and say, I am well able. I, I'm not blaming anybody else. I'm not blaming my mama, my daddy, my sister, my cousin, my brother, my niece, my nephew, my ex, my this, my that. I'm not blaming anybody. I am well able. What does the Bible say? I can do what? All things through Christ that strengthens me. It says, the Lord brought this on us. Okay, well, what are you doing about it? When you're stagnant, you will literally sit there and say, God, when are you going to do something? Stagnation waits on God in a passive posture. Lord, I'm just standing here. And if you grew up in church, you were taught to do that. They that wait on the Lord. You thought wait means do nothing. Isaiah 40 and 31, wait means they that serve the Lord, which means every day I'm doing everything I can, and he'll do what I can't. But he ain't never going to catch me slipping. He ain't never going to catch me not doing something. And for some of you, God says to you tonight, your passive posture is a stench to heaven. Because you have got way too many gifts, way too many talents, way too many skills, way too many things that you can be doing in the earth that you're not because you're waiting on the Lord. The king of Israel said, it is the Lord that has brought this trouble on us. Why should I wait any longer for him to do something? So, so what happens? He's stuck in stagnation. He's the king, which means everything he's leader over is stuck in stagnation. For every leader, lift your hand and say, I will not be stagnant. If you're, I don't care what you lead, if it's family, arts and entertainment, business, wherever you're a leader in this building and online, lift your hand and say, I will not be stagnant. Say, because if I get stagnant, 
what I need will be stagnant. And we're not doing that this year. We're not doing that another day of my life. But we're doing sudden, fast, forward, movement. Sudden, fast, forward, movement. So what sprung them forward? You ready? A word sprung them forward. You'll catch it in just a second. Okay. What are you getting right now? The word. What got them out of stagnation? The king said these things to Elisha. And the Bible says, and Elisha answered. Look at the screen. It says, and Elisha answered. In other words, God says, the reason that this church thing, whether it's online or in this building, is so important is because every time stagnation speaks, I need you to get a word that will speak back. Elisha answered, listen to what the Lord says. Now, I'm going to give this to you again tonight. And hopefully somebody by 749 tomorrow night will be able to report something amazing. Y'all not saying that to me. Watch me. What brought them out of stagnation? A word. What am I about to speak over you, Harvest? A word. Elisha answered, listen to what the Lord says. Harvest, listen to what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow, you will be able. What does that mean? God ain't going to do it for you. He's going to give you the ability to do it for yourself. Please touch somebody around you and just tell them, say, by this time tomorrow, say, you will be able to do what you couldn't do today. Good God Almighty, I need faith to rise up in this building. I need faith to rise up online. Find you another person, touch them, say, by this time tomorrow, you're going to be able to do what you couldn't do today. Or you'll get the approval by this time tomorrow. You'll get the yes by this time tomorrow. You'll get the answer by this time tomorrow. They're going to apologize by this time tomorrow. The door's going to open by this time tomorrow. Well, Bishop, I've been believing, I've been believing, but I'm giving you a word. And by this time to Yeah! Yeah! I said, he said, by this time tomorrow, you will be able. Because I'm not going to do it for you. I'm going to give you the ability to do it for your. See, for some of you, all you need is one idea. Oh, I got you tonight. Oh, I got you tonight. Oh, I, I got you tonight. See, for some of you, you're like, I don't know what's going to change. All you need is to see one thing that sparks an idea. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? Say, by this time tomorrow, I'll be able. In their case, it's just to buy some, uh, in Samaria 10 pounds of the best wheat for 20 pounds of barley uh, and for one piece of silver. Watch me, verse 16. So the people of Samaria rushed out and looted the Syrian camp as the Lord said. So what happened? The Syrians were the ones that originally seized God's people. So now, watch me, the Bible says, and I taught you this on Sunday, that the Lord made the Syrians hear a sound that sounded like a big army coming at them. So that they dropped all of their stuff and they started running for their lives and they left their camp, their tents, their gold, their money. They left everything intact so that all God's people had to do was go and loot it and get it. Okay. And there were four lepers I talked to you about on Sunday and these four lepers were expecting because they said, if we stay outside the city, we're going to die. If we go to, into the Sumerian city, uh, they may kill us too. But maybe. 
What is maybe, that's a faith word. What's a faith phrase? I'm not sure, but, okay. <laughs> see, see, faith, watch me, faith says, I don't really know. But what I do know is what I do know. And what I do know is who I know. And who I know is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the great I am. And my faith is not in an outcome. My faith is in the God of the outcome. So as these four lepers are walking into the city, the Bible says they leave at nighttime when it's dark. So in other words, God says, I'm going to let it get real dark. And when it gets dark for you all, that's going to be the same time. I'm going to make them hear a sound that's not fair. So they start walking towards the city. And when they start walking towards the city, what happens? The Bible says they look and they say, ain't nobody here. And they left everything. In other words, instantly. Suddenly. Let me see if I can say it another way. Maybes produce suddenlies. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. Maybes produce immediatelys. Maybes produce suddenlies. I need you to release your faith in the building and say, I'm about to get something that's going to be left for me. Everything's going to be set up. I'm going to walk into it. Say, everything I need, I'm going to walk into it. Say it again. Everything I need, I'm going to walk into it. So I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this from Sunday. These four lepers, they had nothing. And they were expecting, look at me, their expectation was death. They walk into the city, and now they loot in the city. And then it's not just them that gets blessed, but the Bible says that all of the people of Samaria, these are God's people, they end up rushing out and looting the Syrian camp, which means the same people who caused these problems for me. You thought you got away with it, but my God is just which means he will not suffer me to be taken advantage of. He will not suffer me to lose anything, which means you, watch me, let me release this prophecy over you. Every person that thought they got you is about to pay you back. I, every person that thought they used you is about to pay you back. Every person that thought they got the last word, God's about to clap back on your behalf. I'm gonna give you five seconds to release a praise in the building and online that God's about to, Five, four, three, two, one. Come on, Wednesday, shout, yes, Lord. The same ones that started this problem for me. God says, you're going to be the ones that pay them back. So now this explains why God didn't get rid of your enemy. Because they're about to cut a check. I want to prophesy. They're about to be your hookup. They're going to be the ones that bring your name up. They're going to be the ones that favor you. They're going to be the ones that open a door for you. Say sudden, fast, forward, movement. It was just as the Lord had said. You ready? So this message is called Airbnb faith. Bishop, why Airbnb faith? If you look on the screen, I want you to see the journey of Airbnb. It's kind of difficult which explains your life. It, anybody ever thought about your journey and how complex your journey is? If you look on the screen, um, in, in roughly 2008, 
Um, Joe and Brian, they didn't have money. Those are the founders of Airbnb. Who's heard of Airbnb? Wave at me. Online, wave at me. Okay. Most everybody's heard of Airbnb. You should know Airbnb because they're bigger than Hilton. They're bigger than IH Group, IHG, the International Hotel Group. They're the only hotel chain bigger than them is Marriott, and this year they will surpass them. For some of you, watch me, you've always dealt with big problems and big issues because God was going to make you the big fish. You can look at me like that if you want to, but I'm about to stir your faith tonight. You've always dealt with Goliath, David. Why? Because you were always supposed to be on a throne. You played yourself like a cheeseburger when the whole time you've been a Big Mac. To all beef patties, special sauce. I Would you please tell somebody close to you and say there's a reason you've dealt with big problems. So, so look at the screen. So look at the screen. So, so Joe and Brian, they, they don't have enough money to pay their rent. You better hear me. In 2008, they didn't have rent money. Today, their company is worth $76 billion. Wednesday, I'm going to throw this mic like a boomerang and it's going to come back at me. I'm trying to tell some of y'all, I don't care what your story was last month. You're about to see some sudden, fast, forward movement. Look up and down your row, say, everybody on this row, everybody on this row, online, top it, everybody on this chat. So let's go. Let's go. So the Bible says, uh, the Bible says. <laughs> so here's the story. Story goes like this. Um, I'll just talk you through it. So Joe and Brian don't have enough money for their rent. So they think to rent out their place on an air mattress and serve breakfast. Hence the term, let's go, air, B, and B. Let's go. So, so, so they had air mattresses, and, and, and then they said, we're going to serve. <laughs> Their limitations caused innovation. And for some of you, God keeps you in a place where you can't do certain things. That's going to make you get creative. And your creativity is going to set you up for the rest of your life. So let's look. Let's get the story. Let's get the story. So, so they make a simple website to rent out um, their air mattress and to serve breakfast because they're like, we got to pay our rent. And one of the founders' mama said, you need to get a real job. He said, I, I have a real job. I'm an entrepreneur. She said, no, you need a job with a che steady check and some benefits. And for some of you all, watch me. Um, people may love you, but they don't understand your journey. And your journey is not going to necessarily match everybody else's journey. Y'all ready? All right, so let's look at the screen. Let's look. So then they make a simple website in 07. Um, Bible says two, uh, Bible says. It really is Bible to me, to be honest with you, because when I see the story, I'm like, oh, my God, if God did this for them. And to my knowledge, I don't know whether they're saved or not. How much more will he do? Wednesday, I don't like your response. If you believe that God is no respecter of persons and God is about to blow your mind, lift your hands, open up your mouth and worship God for three seconds. Three, two, one. Let's go. Let's go. So here we go. So they make a website. Two men and one woman show up. They pay $80 each. They think this could be big. They call an ex-roommate to share the idea with them. They build a website and it's launched. They launched it at the South by Southwest, uh, which is in Texas. Uh, they get two bookings. 
Look at me. For some of you, for some of you, now that's a prophetic number, right? Because two is the biblical number of witness. For some of you, you got to hear me, you cannot be afraid of failure. Because you want to win every single time, not realizing that sometimes the win is in the wisdom. <laughs> Which means I need it for this not to go right so I can learn how to do it right next time. I needed to hire this type of person to discover who not to hire next time. I, I pray that you would not fear failure. I rebuke the fear of failure off of your life tonight. You are not going to be scared to take steps of faith because you're scared of failing. You will look failure in the eye and say, I do not fear you because if God be for me, who would dare be against me? Open your mouth, Wednesday, shout, I don't fear failure. Let's look at the story. Let's look at the story. So then they get two bookings. And so it was a tough time for them. They were trying to make things work. So then 2008, they come up with this idea. Um, they come up with this idea um, because it was President Obama versus John McCain, the late John McCain. So they get these cereal boxes and they print these things. And when they print these things, you ready? They take other people's cereal and, and print, put a package on the front of somebody else's cereal. See, see, for some of you, you, you keep thinking you got to have this big idea. And for some of you, everything you need is already in your house. You already have the talent and the skill that you need to do what you're about to do. Stop saying, Lord, I'm not this, I'm not that. But what are you? Because what you are is more than enough to get where you're going. So they come up with these Obama O's, and then they come up with these uh, John McCain. Put up the back thing, please. They, and they come up with these John McCain cereal, and they end up earning $30,000. This is their first money. And then after a little bit of struggle, they get their first funding uh, um, from somebody that gives them some money. They were only making $200 a week for months, and no growth was seen. Photos of places uh, were not pretty enough. They went door to door and took photos, listed houses. They started making $400 a week. Pay attention. They were rejected by a famous venture capitalist named Fred Wilson in um, New York City. He rejects him, watch me, and as he rejects them, pay attention to what happens, uh, his rejection, he was like, this is a dumb idea. People are not going to want anybody um, to live in their house that's a stranger. And the, as he's on his way out, one of the founders opens up one of his boxes of Obama O's. And, and starts eating because that's all they had to eat was cereal. See, look at me. If you learn to live like nobody else for a little while, you're going to live like nobody else for the rest of your life. Some of y'all, you watch me, you might have to cut back on a few things right now. But that's because, watch me, for the rest of your life, you're going to be, I, oh my God, I need you not to be afraid to live like nobody else for a little while, which means I get to live like nobody else for the rest of my life. I may have to be disciplined with my spending right now, but that's so that I can spend what I want to spend later. Open up your mouth and say, sudden, fast, forward, movement. All right, look at the screen. So here's the next thing. So they reject it. As, as he's walking out and he eats his Obama O's, the guy's like, oh, Oh, those are cool. Those are cool. They were like, oh, we founded these. A week, go, a week later goes by. They call them and say, well, you don't really, we, don't, we think your idea is garbage. So we're not going to invest in your idea. The money we're about to give you is to invest in you. Because if you could take cereal and get news coverage... And, and get somebody else's cereal and make $30,000. If you could do that, 
then we believe you got the right instinct, the right hustle, the right tenacity, the right discipline in order to make it happen. Can I tell you, every struggle that you have gone through was to develop something in you that makes you investable. What if I told you heaven was about to be your biggest investor? Wednesday, I don't like the way y'all talking to me. Open up your mouth, please. Say, God is about to invest in me on a whole nother level. So let's look at the story. Let's look at the story. So, 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 so they reject it. And as he sees them eating this cereal, they're like, they call him back later. They were like, okay, we're going to do this for you. So then they end up raising, uh, uh, Barry Manilow's drummer rents a house. They raise $600,000. Then in 2010, they raised $7.2 million. Uh, I need you to pay attention to the timing. I need you to pay attention to the timing because in 07, they couldn't pay their rent. In 2010, they had $7.2 million. In 2011, Ashton Kutcher and other people begin to invest so they get $112 million. 2014, a $10 billion valuation or 3 million listings around the world. And today, somebody say today. You're going to get this. Uh, today, when you look at the story of Airbnb, their April of 2023 market cap is $75.48 billion. They're the 192nd most valuable company in the world. Bishop, why are you teaching us this? Because if God could do something for them, he's no respecter of persons. I got to make sure I got faith people in this building and online. Would you just touch three people and say, you're next, you're next, you're next, you're next. You're next, you're next, you're next. And maybe it's not a business, but maybe it's to be more spiritual. Maybe it's not to be more spiritual. Maybe it's to get your family together. Whatever it is, I'm going to tell you, it's getting ready to happen for... In 2007, they couldn't pay their rent. In April of 23, 75 and a half. Say it with me. The 192nd most valuable company in the world. You want to know how many houses they own? None. You keep telling God what you need. And God says, but what if I was trying to do something through you that I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. See, this ought to really stir up the faith in every one of my entrepreneurs. Why? Because if, if they could do this, you sort of stir up the faith in every person where you're over anything. You're over your family. You're, you're a leader in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Because what if God was going to make you the case study for somebody else's the Bible says we are living epistles, which means people are about to read your life and glorify your God. Wednesday, I'm going to give you one more opportunity. Say sudden, fast, forward, movement. Now, now, some change happens that way. Put the graphic back up for Airbnb. I started in 07. This graphic ends at uh, 2014. So there's other things that happen after that. Um, that didn't happen overnight. It was a series of suddenlies. Wednesday. Say a series of suddenlies. So I want to I wanna prepare some of you because for some of you, you want God to do it all at one time. You want everything at one time. 
And if it's not all at one time, you say he's not doing anything. Oh, I know I'm in your business. If he doesn't do everything at one time, you say by this time tomorrow, and because of what he didn't do, you're not paying attention to what he did do. It's quiet in this. How many of you, even this week, you spent more attention looking at what didn't happen instead of what did happen? Wave at me. Guess what? God says, I need to test you with this because if you can't praise me off of this, I am not going to give you your next suddenly. Wednesday, we owe God a praise on three. I need you to go wild for everything God has done for you. One, two, three, go. Hey. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Forgive us for focusing on what you didn't do and missing what you did. It's a series of suddenlies. It's a series of suddenlies. It's a series of suddenlies. Say it. It's a series of suddenlies. Say it. It's a series of suddenlies. So let me show you this in the Bible. In Deuteronomy. We're almost done. Pay attention to these numbers. 7, 22. 7, shalom, 22, witness. The Lord your God will drive those nations out ahead of you. Pay attention. Little by little. That's a series of suddenlies. And most times you will say, I don't, I don't believe in all that suddenly stuff. Because they come in series. It is one after the other. It is not one all at one time. No, Wednesday, I need you to get this. Because for some of y'all, watch me, you haven't sprung forward yet because you're waiting on him to do all of it and he doesn't do it that way. It's a series. One thing that you didn't expect is going to happen, then another thing you didn't expect is going to happen, then another thing, then another thing. Some of y'all, watch me, your facial expression doesn't say that you have faith. So I'm going to help you get your face together. You ready? Elbow somebody close to you say, say, it's a series of suddenlies. Watch me. And every suddenly, I'm closer to where I'm going. And I got to learn how to celebrate my progress. If nobody else has told you good job, Bishop Foreman wants to tell you, you've been doing a good job. Would you pat yourself on the back and say, you've been doing a good job. You, you've been handling the pressure well. Ain't been perfect, but you've been handling it. You've been handling your transitions well. You've been handling people exiting and entering your life well. You've been doing a good job. It says, the Lord your God will drive those nations out ahead of you. So where are these nations that they were about to drive out ahead of them? Which means they were moving and moving in what direction? Forward. What was in front of them? These nations. I'm going to explain what these nations are in a moment. He says, you will not clear them out. All at once. Let me take the pressure off of you. Say, it won't happen all at once. Wednesday. Uh-uh. See, when you said that, pressure should have came off of you. Because you have created this image that everything is supposed to happen now. Everything's supposed to happen now. You're supposed to be in shape, have millions of dollars. <laughs> now, I, I spoke it. Lord Jesus, touch my body, yada, yada, in Jesus' name. I pray that when I wake up, all, this, all these calories are gone in Jesus' <laughs> You, <laughs> And then you get mad. God, I can't believe you. I've been to the gym three times, and I'm not seeing results. I'm stopping. 
You expect your marriage that's been tore up for 10 years to be fixed instantly. It's been tore up for a while. It's going to take some time to clean it up. <laughs> you got to clean up <laughs> what you messed up. That's okay, y'all don't know that. You, you, expect, you, you, ex you expect to be ready to, to, to run millions. But, but yet, you struggle being faithful in your giving with 60,000. No judgment, I'm just saying. What does the Bible say? It will not, you will not clear them out away all at once. Look at this next part. Otherwise, somebody say otherwise. Otherwise, the wild animals would multiply too quickly for you. He says, if I do this all at once, it will be too wild for you to handle. You think you know what you want. You think you know what you're ready for. But the truth is, I'm your daddy. I know what you're ready for. I know what you can handle. Is there anybody that's glad that he's dad? Okay, let's go. Is there anybody beside me that's glad that he's a good father? And sometimes every good father has to say to their son or daughter, no, you're not ready. No, we're not doing it. I don't care if you got an attitude. I don't care what you got to say. I said what I said. Every good parent knows this. Because your child may want certain things and you may say, no. Your child may want to hang around certain people and they can't see that they're a snake. And you're like, no. You don't want me to have fun. You can say what you want to say. You ain't going with her. I hate you. I love you. Slam that door and it's going to be some smoke in the city. Huh? Slam it. Let me, let me, Holy Ghost, tell me if he thinks about slamming it. Matter of fact, you're only my privacy, mom. Okay, you ain't no more privacy. Take the door off the bathroom. Take the door off the shower. It's cold in the shower. Well, now, yep, well, 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 well that's me. Kelsey Ann's mom doesn't let her do that. Kelsey Ann's mama is a, mm, okay, you're done. And you ain't finna walk around being some little trifling, cursed person. You will be a mighty woman of God, a mighty man of God. And I don't care what you got to say about me. Because when you grown, you're going to say, thank you, mama. When you grown, you're going to say, thank you, daddy. So you can hate me now if you want to. But you better be dressed. If we go going to church, you better be dressed by 530. That's all I know. So if you have to do that with your kids... If he's our father, what happens when he has to put up with your temper tantrums? I didn't get it all at once. If you don't sit your... God, I said by this time tomorrow, you knew what I wanted to happen, and you didn't do it. And what you going to do? You're not going to praise me? Because if you don't praise me, I'll let a rock do it. I will show you just how, watch me, I will show you just how replaceable you are. Don't you ever put the brakes on God. Because God sometimes will have to show you, I'll raise up another person to do it. If you won't speak for me, I'll use Balaam's donkey to do it. If you... He says, you will not be able to clear them away all at once. Otherwise, it's going to be too wild for you. He, he said, they're going to multiply. These wild animals are going to be, uh, they're going to multiply too quickly for you. Okay, let me see if I can say this another way. If I do that all at once, there's a natural side and a spiritual side. You're not spiritually prepared for the warfare that comes if I do it all at once. 
because for everything I give you, there's warfare that goes with that. Y'all not going to say nothing. For every house I give you, there's warfare that comes with that. For every piece of property I give you, there's warfare that comes with that. For every new level of financial of prowess you take, there's warfare that comes with that. Every position you take, come on, you vice presidents, come on, you see sweet people in this building and their life. For every upgrade I give you, there is warfare that comes with that. And I don't want you to have to fight all these wars at one time. Touch your neighbor and say, he's a good father. Tell somebody else say, he's a good father. You type it in the comments. He knows that it will be too much for you. It'll be too much. He's like, you're not ready to fight all these spirits at the same time. There's a natural side and a spiritual side. Can we go further? Say, let's go, Bishop. Verse 23. The Lord your God will hand them over to you. He will throw them into complete confusion until they are destroyed. Which means God says, I'm, I'm giving it to you. Little. Look at me. He's been answering your prayers. How's he been doing it? Wednesday, talk to me. He's been giving you breakthrough. He just didn't knock the glass down at one time because he didn't want you to walk and cut your foot. Y'all ain't going to talk. It's so practical. It's so simple. God said, I'm knocking a little piece down every day. He's been doing it little by little. But it ain't, it ain't sudden fast forward movement. Yes, it is. It's a series of sudden. Okay, so let me show you this. If you look on the screen, Airbnb, their logo started... Like this. You see that? It was uh, light blue and pinky. Pinkish. Then, 2008 to 09, it says forget hotels, air bed and breakfast. Oh, nine, uh, 9 to 10, what's that? 10 to 13, it's all blue. 13 to 14, it's all blue. 2014 to present, it totally shifted. What's the point? Don't be afraid to have to constantly reinvent don't be afraid to constant you want it to be perfect you won't launch it because it's not perfect who am I talking to it ain't just it ain't perfect yet shut up it ain't gonna be perfect it's gonna be what it is don't be afraid to have to change it it's quiet in this building you keep waiting. I need it to be just right, just perfect. I need everything perfect. No. Be okay with the fact that you're going to have to evolve. Be okay with the fact that you're going to have to change. In other words, keep it moving. So you may have to do something you don't like doing for a while, and you may be thought it was going to be two weeks, and it's been 10 years. Shut your mouth and keep it moving. Please lay your hands on yourself this time. Say, keep it moving. Let's go. Let's go. So Deuteronomy 71. We're out of here. He said, the Lord your God is going to hand it over to you. How's he going to do it? Little by little. It's a series of sudden things. That, that, to me, honestly, that right there is the whole message. It's a series of sudden things. Which means, it's kind of like when you do these, how many of y'all are like Netflix or Hulu watchers where you like watch a whole thing? Okay. All right. So check this out. If you only watch one episode and you don't have the before and the after, you don't have the whole picture. And for many of you, hear me Wednesday, you are judging your progress on one episode. 
But I need you to let that episode in so that Netflix can say, new episode loading in three, two, one. What's that called? A series of suddenlies. What's that called? Sudden, fat, watch me. I don't have to tell it to go to the next. All I gotta do is stay in position and it's gonna go to the next. I Come on, y'all. Say sudden fast forward movement. So here we go, Deuteronomy 7 and 1. 7, shalom, completion. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are about to enter and occupy, he will clear away many nations ahead of you. Now, we have a problem. Because what does this verse say? He will clear away many nations. Let's go back to 7 and 22. 7 and 22. 7 and 22. The Lord your God will drive those nations out ahead of you little by little. You will not clear them away all at once. Hmm. Let's go to Deuteronomy 7 and 1. The Lord your God, he will clear away many nations. Well, now we already have what seems to be a contradiction in the text because he said he would do it, but then now he says, but you're going to do it. Which means he's going to do it, but he's going to do it through you. Y'all better talk to me Wednesday. Which means God says, what you waiting on me for? I'm going to empower you to do it. Come on, come on. Make sure you sit next to a faith person. I know you're tired of touching your neighbor. It's okay. Matthew 18, 19. Wherever two, three touch agree in anything, it shall be done for them. Online, you type it in the building. You touch them. Say, God's about to empower you. Say, when you go through this week, you will be able. You will be empowered. You got this. <laughs> come on, Wednesday. Shout, I got this. He says, when, when the Lord your God brings you into the land you are about to enter and occupy. <laughs> Look at these words. You are about to enter and occupy. You are about to enter and occupy. That's a shout. Because you're about to enter something and you're about to enter. What does that mean? I'm at a door and I'm about to enter a door and I'm about to occupy. What am I occupying? My place called there. And what is he going to do? Jehovah Jireh is going to provide for me there. Let's go. He said, you will clear out these nations. There's seven nations. Say seven nations. Seven. Shalom. Completion. God says, I'm going to let you enter and occupy, and there's seven things you have to complete. Ah! He said, this is why I give you a series of suddenlies, because there's seven things you have to complete before I give you all of it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You ready? So here's the first nation, the Hittites. What does that mean? It means uh, the Hittites. Please go back. The Hittites. The Hittites. The Hittites. It means broken and fearful. So the first nation you got to drive out is your own brokenness and your own fearfulness. You know why you're so fearful is because of where you were broken. And you know why you always need co-signers is because part of your brokenness was that you were never affirmed. And so now you're fearful, so you always need somebody to say, keep going, because you never heard anybody say, you could go. So the first thing you try to drive out is your brokenness and your fearfulness. Y'all, we're about to go up in the spirits. So I need you to come with me, okay? I, 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 I need you to elbow somebody. Say, in the name of Jesus, you will drive out your brokenness and your fearfulness. Say, I pray you be bold. I pray you be fearless. I pray your previous brokenness not show up in your now. 
I speak healing over your life, head to toe, in Jesus' name. Next nation. Next nation, the Gergeshites. Say the Gergeshites. Come on, it's simple. Say Gergeshites. You know what that means? Stuck! He says the second thing you're going to have to drive out is getting stuck. What does this mean? When it becomes difficult, I've taught you this already, when it becomes difficult, you stop. So the second thing we have to drive out is the punk in you. And I don't care how strong you are, everybody got a little punk. Come on, y'all, don't, don't look at me. Bishop, what do you mean by punk? Everybody got a little bit, this is too difficult, this is too hard. Let me get in some of your thoughts. Am I good enough for this? Can I do this? I'm not sure. I don't really know. Maybe somebody else should do it. Maybe this ain't what God wants me to do. You know what? If God wants me to do it, shouldn't it be easier than this? Shouldn't I just flow? It's supposed to be a flow. If it is his vision, isn't he supposed to give me provision? Shut your mouth. Okay, can I get you to get a second person? You're going to get a total of seven people. Online, you find somebody in the chat or you tag somebody. Get your second person that you didn't just talk to. Say, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would not be stuck. I pray you would not let difficulty make you abort the mission. Drive the Gergeshites out. Say, if it gets difficult, ask for divine wisdom. Ask for a divine plan. God didn't bring you to it and not intend to take you through it. Tell them one more time. Say, you got this. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. Here's the third nation. Third nation. Third nation. Third nation. The Amorites. You know what Amorites means? Talkers. He said, I need you to drive out all of these voices that introduce crazy stuff to you. There are certain things you can't tell everybody. For some of you, let me go ahead and answer what you were praying about today. You can't even tell everybody your blessing. Because the moment some people find out that you've been blessed, you'd be surprised how many people secretly want you not to win. You know they don't want you to win because the moment you talk about your blessing, they get real quiet. They don't have much to say. But watch me. What if the talker is you? So we got to drive out these Amorites. Can you get to your third person? Come on, we only got a few more. We got to go. Get your third person. Just, just them. Say, in the name of Jesus, I pray you would not let talkers shut you down, stop you. You would not let gossip shut you down. You would not let gossip stop you. We drive out the Amorites. We cancel their words. We cancel their voices. You got this. You about to drive these seven nations out? You're about to drive these seven nations out. Wednesday, you're about to drive these seven nations out. Somebody say, yeah. All right, let's go. Here's the next one, the Canaanites. Say Canaanites. Canaanites means zeal without action. What is that? Stagnation. You get excited about a lot and then you don't do nothing. 
How many be honest that sometimes you get excited about stuff and then you don't follow through? Wave at me online. Okay? That has a name. It's a Canaanite. You get excited and don't do nothing. You go to a webinar and say, ooh, that is so good. Ooh, we. And then go to sleep. And then two weeks have passed. Did you do anything with it? I just got so much going on. All this eating out you've been doing and all these lunches you've been taking and all these naps you've been taking and all of this bed and breakfast you've been having, it don't seem to me. It, it don't seem to me like you don't have time. It seems to me like you don't have focus. Can I get you to get to a fourth person? There's only seven nations. We almost done. Get you a fourth person. Somebody you haven't already talked to. Online, tag somebody. If there's nobody there with you, stretch your hand towards me. I got to be your one through seven. Say in the name of Jesus, we drive out the Canaanite. You will not be stagnant. You will not get zeal and not take action. I pray your focus be sharpened. I pray that your excitement matches your execution. I pray your ideation matches your implementation. You got this. Come on, y'all. This is spiritual. I don't like that some of y'all ain't doing what I'm saying. I need everybody in the room, everybody online to follow what I'm saying. Please open up your mouth and say, I got this. Here's the next, here's the next nation. Here's the next nation. The parasites. Say the parasites. Parasites mean wild. God says, I got to drive out your wild ways. Because the moment you get a little money, you wild out. The moment you get a little dating relationship, you wild out. You fall out of church for months behind a little dating relationship. Say something to me. You ready? The moment you get a job, the one he gave you, now that's more important than putting him first. You wild out. So God says, I got to get rid of your wild ways. Because why in the world would I give you this entire thing? And all you're going to do is wild out. You haven't, here, come on, let me just check in. Is this, you, okay, come on, you good. Lord, touch him. No, 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 jump on it. Just, you know, just leap. Okay, all right, come on, come on, just leap. Just give God a leap. Okay, he's concerned. Okay, I understand. You got it. Okay, now be safe now. Okay, you know, okay, watch me, watch me, watch me. Everybody look at me, everybody look at me. Why would God make something for you that you're going to tear up? You good, you good, you good, you good, you good. That's good, that's good, though. That's, that's good, that's good air mattress. Ooh, wait, look at this. It has compartments and stuff. Look at this. Is this a battery? My God. All right, look. Everybody look at me. You keep saying, God, do it for me. And God says, why would I give you something that you wild out on? Why would I give you, you ready? Why would I give you a godly spouse and you still want to live like you're single? (laughs) 
not in the building. Get you a fifth person. Say in Jesus' name. I pray that the parasite spirit be driven out. I pray that your ways would become godly. You would not have wild ways. That you would walk according to God's word. Every day of your life. I pray yesterday was the end of your wild ways. I pray you be everything God created you to be. You got this. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. In the building, in the line. Everybody stand. We're down to the last two. So here's, here's, here's the next one. The Hivites. Say the Hivites. Everybody stand in the building and at home. Um, online, you stretch your hand towards me or you put it in the comments because you got to get agreement. Hivites, here, here's what this means. Here's this. How many nations were there? Seven. Here's the Hivites. Submission. He says, I'm not giving you nothing because you don't know how to listen. I literally asked the Lord one day, I said, Lord, why does this particular person continue to have this particular fight? Particular fight? He says, some because they, they are compliant, they're not submitted. He said, and I can see the difference. He said, they are compliant, but they're not submissive. Submission is a posture of the heart. Submission says, yes. Compliance says, well, I don't want to, but I will. See the difference? Many people are visually compliant, right? They do the right things in front of the right people, but it's not really in their heart to do it, which is why you have to keep having the same conversations with them because the truth is it's not really in their heart to do anyhow. And God says, you may think that's submission. I call that visual compliance. And I don't honor visual compliance. I honor submission. What is submission? You get under a mission, which means whatever you're under, you submit to it. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands because I know the answer. <laughs> but everybody, somebody say everybody, everybody. can improve their submission in every way. Whatever you're in, whatever you're in, whatever's over you, you submit to. And your heart doesn't become grieved and mad and angry. You serve and you serve well. Get you a sixth person. And for most people, submission is almost, I, I could have cussed you out. Bishop, it's a new generation. Let me tell you something about all that, that, that foolishness. For all of this stuff, it's new. It's a different time. We don't believe in all of that no more. We don't do all of that. This, this, this generation of people on the earth today have more, know more, can do more, and are more stressed out, take more pills, drugs, etc., just to sleep, just to live, have higher cases of suicide. I'm here to tell you this new way of doing it ain't working. Because if it was working, you wouldn't need something to help you just go to sleep. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all ready? Say, in Jesus' name, I pray for your heart, that your heart would be submitted to what you are under, that you would not just be visually compliant, but that your heart posture would change. There's strength in your submission. There's strength in your yes. There's strength in bending your will. I pray that the spirit of the Hivite 
be driven out of your life. You got this. Everybody open your mouth and shout, yes, Lord. Come on, let's just go in for a moment. Tell him yes. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. God, I'll submit not just to spiritual authority. I'll submit not just to your word, but to whatever authority I'm set under. My posture is submission. 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 Wednesday, take three seconds. Show them your posture. My posture is submission. 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 Last one. That's my posture. That's my posture. My posture is yes. This is not just with God. This is with any leader that God has set. So in a church, this is your pastor. That's me. See, I'm this way with my man of God. The other day we were on a meeting, and we were on a meeting, and, and they said they needed something to be done. And so immediately right after that, I said, I'll do it. I, got, I, I don't have time to do nothing else. I don't. I don't. Listen. <laughs> it's some days I get to the end of the day, and I say, my God, we did a lot today. I don't have time to do nothing else. But when I heard that my leader had a need in his organization, I didn't need to pray about anything. But let me seek. I don't have to seek God. He spoke. God spoke. See? It's a card I got. So I said, I'll do it. Now, in my mind, I'll figure out how to do it. I'll figure out how to make it work. I'll figure out how to get it done because he won't have anything that needs to be done that if I got the ability to get it done, that it won't get done. What would happen in your life if you took that posture? That I'm not just here to receive from Bishop, but this is the voice that God uses to speak in my life. So man of God, these are all my gifts, talents, skills, and ability. Whatever you need, what would God trust you with if he could get this Hivite spirit out of you. Say yes, Lord. Tell him again. Say yes, Lord. Last spirit and we're out of here. The Jebusites. Ruin and downfall. It's the last spirit. Last nation. He said, I got to get this out of you. Um, because for some of you, every time something good happens, you ruin it. You ruin it, and the ruin becomes your downfall. Everybody look at me. You don't have another decade to waste. You don't have another decade to recover from what happened to you. Somebody say, I have no time to waste. Can you get you a seventh person, and we're going to shout and go. Y'all get some out of this word tonight? Did y'all get some out of this word tonight? Come on, we're about to go up. You ready? Say, in Jesus' name. I pray that the Jebusite spirit be driven out of your life. I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would not ruin when good things happen to you. It will not be your downfall. In fact, 
I pray you not be afraid of success. I pray that you be bold. I pray that you be strong. I pray that you know exactly what to do. In Jesus' name, God's given you divine wisdom, divine plans, divine instructions. You will not be ruined. It will not be your downfall. You have no more time to waste. So I stand in agreement with sudden, fast, forward movement. Put a praise on it. Come on, in the building and online. In the building and online. If there's nobody with you, you stretch your hands towards me. In the building and online. How many nations did we just go through? Seven. What did we just do in the spirit? Drove them out. What does that mean? You're about to see suddenly, after suddenly, after suddenly, after, 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 suddenly, 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 suddenly. Here we go. Here's your shout. Everything else was warm up. These seven nations are greater and more numerous than you. What does this mean? He always puts you against what's bigger than you. You keep saying, God, why is this so big? He said, I know. I always put you against what seems insurmountable. I put you around sharks to show you you are one. I put you around lions to show you all you are what. I'll put you around eagles and you thought you were chicken, but I'm going to show you that you're an eagle. Come on, I need you to encourage yourself. Say, God knew what you were facing would be bigger than you. But tell yourself, say, Sal. Say, you got this. Verse 2. When the Lord your God hands these nations over to you and you conquer them, you must completely destroy them. Make no treaties with them and show them no. So there's one more assignment. Can I get this one more assignment? It says when the Lord God hands these nations over to you and you conquer them. This was in the affirmative, which means this wasn't a question. Okay, I'll talk over here because y'all ain't talking. This wasn't a question. God wasn't, come on, we say, this wasn't a question like, am I going to do this? This was me telling you, I'm going to do this. Which means the reason I'm so excited today is because I got a promise that God said, I am going to do this. Come on, look at somebody say, and it's already done. So look at this. Here's the last assignment. When the Lord your God hands these nations over to you and you conquer them, you must completely destroy them. Make no treaties or agreements with them. Show them no mercy. So here's my last assignment. You have been having mercy with your fearfulness, your brokenness, your stuck, talkers, your stagnation, your wild ways, your lack of submission, and your own ruin and downfall. Put the nations back up. He says, you have been having mercy with them. What does this mean? 
you give yourself a pass to be stuck. You give yourself a pass to be wild. And I'm always good. God, it's one day. Talk to me. You give yourself a pass to not submit. Well, I didn't like the way they said it. So my last assignment today <laughs> is we got to deal with your mercy because you have mercy for the wrong things. And you cannot drive out what you get permission to remain. So make this last pick your best pick of the night. So just wait a second. Kind of check out who you're going to pick in the building. Online, you stretch your hand towards me. You got me. We good. And, or you can get somebody in the chat or somebody close to you. All right, you, you ready for your eighth person? All right, get your eighth person. Let's go. Get your eighth person. Get your eighth person. Because we got one more assignment. <clears throat> All right, one more assignment. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, pick. Come on, pick. Come on here. <laughs> you ready? Okay, say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I decree and declare that you will not let your mercy cause you to make treaties and agreements and have mercy with the seven nations and the seven spirits we just drove out show them no mercy and when you show them no mercy miracles are going to start to manifest I prophesy sudden fast forward movement in your life effective immediately that's your shot Wednesday. And you won't have mercy with it. And it'll be quick, fast, and in a hurry. And it'll be quick, fast, and in a hurry. And it'll be quick, fast, and in a hurry. And it'll be sudden, fast, forward, movement. Sudden, fast, forward, movement. Let's go. Let's go. A series of suddenlies. A series of suddenlies. Tonight, for some of you, here's your suddenly. You need to become a Christian. Secondly, maybe you're giving your life to the Lord. You've not been faithful to him. Tonight's your night to recommit yourself to the Lord. Thirdly, you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure. Tonight's your night to be sure. Wherever you're at, in this building or online, you need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. On three, slip that hand up. No guilt. No condemnation, no shame. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Before you can have a series of suddenlies, you need to know the Savior of suddenlies. <laughs> One, those you already saved, I need you praying. Those you already Christians, I need you praying. Two, three, wherever you're at, hand up in this building. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Everybody, pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess in my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you just prayed that prayer, take your phone out, scan the QR code, or text HARVEST to 55498. Let us know that you prayed the prayer of salvation. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to 55498. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.